Welcome everybody to a new and improved full court press now powered by TXHSGVB.com. I'm Nick Alvarado, the owner and host of Full Court Press and the owner of TXHSGVB.com. Appreciate you guys tuning in on this Monday. We're over here in West Texas. It's a bit chilly. Surprisingly, it's a bit chilly here. But on today's show, guys, we're going to have lots for you. Lots for Lots of content for you guys. Content Haven today. As first off, we're gonna have the news and notes from this week. We had two legends in the game. We'll call it a career, and most definitely we're gonna be talking about that and the career they leave behind and the big shoes they fill. They 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 leave behind and and it's a big it's a big feel feeling for the for the for the for the voids that they leave in their respective schools. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Vic Schaefer was the new hired. He was newly hired at Texas for the head women's girls basketball position there at UT. We're going to talk about how the high school scene might be impacted in Central Texas and how, how that can be a very big, huge thing going forward for in terms of the enlightenment movements of ideas in, in a way, he kind of did things in Mississippi State. We're going to talk more in depth about how potentially that could be a, a, now assume potentially be a gold mine for some recruits from for recruiting wise. And then also, we're going to talk realignment. We have it on the sites already. The six A winners and losers, but we're going to talk about it more in detail here. The top three districts and sleep winners and sleepers here on six A realignments. So winners and losers here also on our video content tab as well. So if you didn't know, we have a new website name, txhsgbb.com. The new the new name that we're going to go by next season and beyond. So this is the final step of change. You're probably getting tired of seeing change every year. But I promise you guys, this is the last part of change you'll ever see. you ever see until until something, decide, something drastic happens or something... Something, uh, something cool happens. Most definitely, it most definitely it will be one. It'll be, it'll be, it's the last step, and most definitely to provide some big names that will provide for you here. But definitely our final step for for change and coverage for girls basketball in the states here. For those coaches watching on our websites, and again, you can only catch this so on the website if you're watching this that's because you are a subscriber we appreciate you we appreciate you giving us the opportunity to giving us cool things to work on and most definitely in your support and helping us helping us spread girls basketball as a whole across the states and and help us and help us to stick around with the cool technology changes as we know which is still as we still are in a strange time as we currently are with quarantine and COVID-19 with, with everything happening around there. How that, how that, how it's been, have we been, we haven't seen little to no change on our end in terms of adaptation to this, to this um, current stay at home order. But most definitely it's been, it's been a really, it's been one that's been hardly no change since we kind of really are hermits sometimes over here. But Nonetheless, we're going to get straight to it. Some news and notes over this past week. You probably saw it in this week in TXHSGVB in that con in that column. 
from that was posted this morning so overall as a whole if you if you weren't if you missed out last week girls basketball as a whole lost two legends in two different areas this past week tuesday happened and i got i remember that last week saying i got a text as i woke up saying you know keep an eye for canyon it's about to open they already called a presser. They're, we're getting a presser ready, and it's excited to bat girls basketball. And so I, I, I put in the pieces together. I knew it was Joe Lombard. He was calling it, and most definitely he did call it. So now it leaves a big void in West Texas basketball and basketball in the entire state as a whole. But longtime legend has been has announced he's going to be calling it a career there. So most definitely. What what's more is there to say about Joe Lombard and basketball? Most definitely, he, yeah. And for those who have played, who have coached against them, are very familiar with this style. You know, lots of clashes whenever they were from five A, whenever they faced them real high. Uh, yeah, he helped us graciously with with his team in terms of whether it's season preview stuff or during a season post game interviews etc and all that good stuff he was so gracious and we appreciate appreciate him just giving his time and effort for helping us on on the can canon each and every year overall but his record his record uh, it speaks for itself 1,379 wins to 133 losses 19 state girls basketball state titles seven cross-country titles when he was at Nazareth that was in the early stages of the career so he also and also for, in 42 years of coaching he has made it to the playoffs every single year so that's something that's something a lot of coaches do not get in terms of recognition making it to the playoffs every year but most definitely um, this is the goat this is I've seen it on Twitter all over you know and you can't and you just looking at the reactions on Twitter that you get there's nothing negative to say about about him at all. He left a positive influence wherever he went, whether it's he touched so many coaching coaches' careers, young and currently experienced to veteran coaches in the game in the states. He also Buzz Williams had some had a lot of praise he when he when he saw it, when he tweeted about him, but most definitely you know but but you know. When it's time, it's time, you know. And, and coaches will usually, t as we, as we, as I've heard it several times, and you know, you'll just know whenever it's time. And it looks like he was time for him to, it was time for him to call it a career. But most definitely, uh, appreciate Coach Lombard and what he's done to us and helping us. And most definitely, he'll be dearly missed on the sidelines. I'm, I'm, I'm for certain, for certain of that. But I'm pretty sure that he'll still be out in Canyon watching. Watching Canyon play, and most definitely, um, he can he can probably leave the signs, but he won't leave the sport that easily. So most definitely, he'll still be around the sport for sure. But definitely, it, 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 we'll, we'll be watching him whenever they, whenever, whenever we do see him. We'll go, we'll go, we'll go out there and give him a holler. And so, another legend in the coaching ranks also has called it a career. Letizia Canales from Corpus Christi Carroll has also announced her retirement two days after Joe Lombard did on Thursday, as the call, Corpus Christi College Times reported. Their 
they were the first to report that on Thursday morning. 840 wins in her career, and she made a state title state term, state title game appearance in 1999, where they fell to Mansfield High. But overall, that's a good South Texas gig. Big 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 names will be going after that gig for sure, and just a lot of rich tradition, a lot of rich tradition, and lots of success in that program i don't see the success going down anytime soon but most definitely you know they're they're still that's a good gig a good marquee gig in south texas and yeah and it's gonna attract some big names from houston from coastal band itself you might see some from san antonio a little bit of austin area potentially as well but definitely it's it's gonna be a really good gig for whoever comes out to 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 get that gig or if they make an internal hire as well. So also on our website, you can see coaching changes on our website here. Another West Texas game that's really good right now is Claude. That's kind of getting a lot of attention lately up as my as my as my phone blows up every day about the Claude job. So most definitely the potential scenarios that we could see with Claude is you can have a really good up-and-coming coach who has a really has coached has who has seen success at a good at a program that's been really solid all around, an already prominent coach who's already who's already been been seeing success year in year out. Or the third thing is you might have an internal hire. Now this, from what I've been hearing from uh, from coaches unnamed coaches is it's trying to make they're trying to put they're trying to can kind of keep this on a down low so that's kind of emphasizing to me and other people that Claude probably want an internal hire a person who has been on staff has has was who was present during that 2018 state state tournament run somewhere along the lines of that kind of person or on who is on staff, or potentially somebody who has experience with the with the girls on the team, and definitely you know can make can potentially make the right fit in the and the current philosophies they're trying to seek, and all that good stuff, but potentially you know. Potentially, if things are not going well in the coaching search, they're gonna have to frantically search for one and just force it and just get one. Whoever has the best, uh, uh, best, the best, the best app, of course. But definitely, um, that's kind of not what you want. You kind of want to avoid the frantic search. You kind of want to have a detailed, detailed job interview process and the way things go there. But overall, overall, um, definitely will be a, a hot commodity in West Texas for sure. Look out for there. Another good solid gig in also in West Texas is. Colorado City, Colorado City is a good, solid defensive defensive team under Barry Kimball, who will, from from what from what the job posting said, of course, will be Barry Kimball will be stepping down from his post as the Colorado City job was posted on a regional job board in Abilene area, as well. So keep an eye out for Colorado City, who might potentially bring in, it might be somebody from the Metroplex in that kind of area, in order to potentially get that job there. Also. Also, as we scroll on the list of open jobs here on our website, uh, we're gonna we're gonna mention new schools here in a moment, as well. But most definitely, um, Sherman will have a new new person at the helm as David Upton will move to a teaching only role, and but will remain in Sherman. 
there. But most definitely as the new schools, as we talked about the new schools, make their move as we have, as we have, uh, let's see here. As we have Kamal Davenport make their move, sorry. Kamal Davenport make their move as Drew Weeks, as she moves in from San Antonio Lee. She is named the first ever high school coach at Davenport on for girls basketball. She's seen, Weeks has been seeing success before at San Antonio Lee, which is a part of Northeast ISD. She broke the drought of a 28-year playoff drought that they had in that same year. They won the district title also. So definitely, um, definitely a good hire to set the foundation for Davenport as well. Lake Belton also will be bringing in a new, will have their new, have their, their coach, Taylor Hill, a, a SAGU or, or for short. And then Southwest Assemblies of God, a former player there. She moves in, coming in from Risel. So it's kind of a good hire for Lake Belton to set the foundation for the future. So this is kind of like one of those kind of hires, but they won't be playing varsity basketball until 2022-23, but have already been implemented in this alignment. So potentially, you know, you might see it's probably for JV. It's for lower, lower level reasonings for J, for freshman at JV reasonings, but they won't be having a varsity schedule yet. Give them a couple of seasons, and they'll be playing varsity basketball. They currently have freshmen and sophomores right now, and but most most most. Yeah, they'll be getting experience coming in those sub-varsity levels for sure as well. But also Kaufman get a big hire as well. Amy Ingram, she'll be a former coach. She used to formerly coached at Birdville. She'll be taking over at Kaufman as Kaufman are in their current playoff drought. They have not seen playoffs since 2016. So it's been a good while that Kaufman have been in the playoff race and have seen postseason basketball. But... Their gym is a one choice. Good if you want if you ever need to go to a basketball game that has really good facilities. Kaufman is your place to go. So Ingram currently now entering her her tenth year in coaching and has seen seven straight playoff appearances as a whole overall. So so definitely definitely she knows her her feel of of postseason basketball there. So again, you can see all the coaching changes on our website, txhsgbb.com forward slash coaching hyphen carousel. Again, txhsgbb.com forward slash coaching hyphen carousel. You can see all the all the coaching, the the open coaching jobs in a new and the current ones who have already been filled already, as well. So if we go down to Central Texas. And this is a, this is kind of a, it was a topic that was hit on pretty hard early last week prior to Lombard retiring. But Vic Schaefer being announced as new Texas women's basketball coach as Christy, I believe it was Christy Ashton. She was the previous coach and she, and the, the course, Athletic, I believe it's the athletic board, but the, what they go by, or the regents, they, they decided to not 
not renew her contract for another year. And I think here's the key, here's the kicker that I think people don't understand. And, and I saw the reaction on Twitter, and I saw the negative pub more than a positive pub, and I was, and I kind of understood where the the negative pub came about, and I understand. It's you know Texas has been so many x amount of head head coaches and x amount of time. I get that part. However, this this is the stat that you probably shouldn't know. Texas was one and eighteen against Baylor. One and eighteen. A the Texas that I grew up watching was going into elite eights every year, final four runs every single year. And always in the hunt for a national title. Big 12, it will be between Baylor and Texas every year. It was it was neck and neck for each for the title race each and every year. This year, this past year, they finished third in the conference. And and you know that's kind of, for Texas standards. That's not gonna do it. So so after a day of interviews the texas athletic director christo like i don't remember having the name off the top of my head again that's how much i keep with college basketball kind of don't so so the athletic director at texas he tweets out saying that guess who's coming to the 40 acres and it's a picture of vic schaefer and her daughter blair schaefer who was who played at mississippi state and won a national title in her last year this is a home run hire for Texas as a whole. And here's why. I think it's a good get for not only the University of Texas, but the state of Texas in terms of the girls' basketball picture. You have so many co- good coaches here, so many on the high, both high school and collegiate level. So many good coaches, whether it's D1, D2, D3, NAIA, etc. So many good coaches across the board who are really, you know, we can have our own national tournament, and basically, it's basically a who's who of national coaches, really. But overall, Texas is getting a good hire, not only for their program, but in Central Texas also. And I say that because you know we see we saw how the impact of Buzz Williams was at AM. Coaches going to his clinic, his whenever he was speaking, etc., all that, and how much, and how much of an enlightenment, enlightenment movement that kind of really started between, between between ideas and you know just inspiration and advice that he probably will give the coaches and clinics, and I think this will be the same kind of magnitude as we kind of saw with. Buzz Williams, but this time this year will be in a girls basketball realm and most definitely I think you could start seeing Central Texas as a whole improve. Again, this is not it, so I'm not trying to knock the media, local media or nothing, but of course Central Texas main pub has been six A and five A has been the big schools, but watch out keep an eye out for the four A through one A's also. I think you could take a look at it. You're gonna have a lot more, a lot more outside talents going towards these rural areas, and 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 these coaches, yeah, these coach, these coaches and two know as well. So you're gonna see a lot more, a lot more um 
enlightenment movements for coaches who are in these outside areas and rural areas of Austin. And I think it's going to be a big plus going forward to spread talents, to spread to being able to watch practices and also, of course, for coaches to get the idea of how he did stuff in Mississippi State and now making it to Texas. Also, again, this is going to be like the like what Buzz Williams and the A&M hire was and how and now with Texas. But overall, it's a home run hire. You know, people will, will probably say, well, we already get that stuff with Gary Blair over at A&M. I do get that, but I think now it's going to be a, this is going to be much more bigger, much more, a little bit more populated area. Um, of course, Austin is the state's capital, of course, but it's also a lot more surrounding cities that have girls basketball around around nearby Austin within a 50-mile radius there also. So definitely big plus for Central Texas Hoops. And I think if keeping the, for the next two or three years, it could be a hotbed for talent if you're not really careful. Yeah, if, you know, if you really squint and look at it, you could see Central Texas being a really good area as it already is. But it, could, it, it will add depth for sure within the next two to three years as as we see as we see time fly by you're gonna see Austin area become more of a of a threat of a not of a threat in a good way in terms of talent and being in one of the areas to be in going forward so this is txhsgbb's full court full press that you're watching only on txhsgbb.com and if you're listening to the our podcast through app through itunes you can catch it online you can catch it by also by subscribing to via podcasts on your on your apple on your iphone so we're working on expanding our stuff to spotify and all that good stuff we're working on that but overall if you're not subscribed, I suggest you should. Lots of good stuff on, on the website already. Yeah, you know, it was a little bit of a snafu this morning, but overall, we got it fixed. It should be fixed. If you're still seeing experiencing difficulties, DM us, please, and we'll work through our best to help resolve the issue that you may be having of any kind of sort, really. And we'll do our best to help, help quickly resolve the situation, of course, but... Aside from snafus, we have totally have uh, for a low price tag of twenty dollars a year, you get access to rankings. We're gonna have rankings, rankings all all top twenty five from six A down to taps. Taps will have top fives. Six A to one is will have top twenty fives. They'll get you access to that. You also get insider articles. Lots of insider articles going up on the website today. We have recruiting, rec- not recruiting, realignment. Stuff going up still rain to going up today. We have currently have some uh, two A's winner winners and losers from realignments. We're also gonna have two the four A three A toughest districts also coming out and also have one A's winners and losers and keep an eye out for that for though. You can also get access to this week in ticks HSGVB a weekly a weekly column describing the off the off court happenings in girls basketball including current current coaching moves. And also um, on the recruiting trail, as we feature recruits who have been who have been who have been committed, or currently or have a who have been really been improving their stock 
on during during the summer right now there's no summer ball so the main thing recruits can do is share their highlight film and we want to give them a platform to do just that and feature their highlight film there and also and also lots of, of course lots of other good content goodness during during the season during the season we have projections of all of all classifications 6a down to 1a Again, people mentioned there was no 1a this year that's because you know that we didn't we did not receive any scores at all through after 2a kind of stops so not, not all districts reported in 1a which was a hassle and definitely with the lack of scores you don't get updated data the standings and lack of that it's kind of muddy it's kind of muddy water in terms of once you go after after low lack of scores so definitely so definitely it's something that you can yeah it's something that's needs to be improved whether it's something with coaching staff or with us or whatever or however it may be appealed to but overall I think it might be, yeah. We're gonna, we're currently researching ways about that as a whole for next season as well. And again, lots of good stuff. And also, you know, we had an Apple News channel, and apparently, Apple decided to take it down. I don't know why. So, we're currently working with Apple to try to get back on Apple News. So, Apple, if you're listening to this, please, please help us and get back on your channel, please. So again, twenty dollars a year. It's a good price tag, I think. Lots of good content, and goodness as well. And also, we're gonna have more, more increased video content as well on this website. This is this is one of the first of the of the future content that we hope to provide to you. And also, probably, and also, I've heard through I heard through my sources that there'll be an insider podcast coming up just for you. So it'll provide more in in detail of each and every game, the big games, the heavy hitting games we're going to talk about during during the season. You know, still trying to approach how them how we're gonna how that's gonna happen as well. So definitely, definitely lots of good content going up on the sites later, later during course during the season as well. So realignment has come and gone and with that we're going to bring in the winners and losers from actually we're going to change this no we're producing on a fly we're going to put this to the toughest districts the top three toughest districts in 6a we have our winners and losers on the website you can go look at it look at it on the website txhsgb.com of course so we're gonna we're gonna allow you to to scroll through the winners and losers there. But we're gonna look at the top top three toughest districts in six A. For six A, it it's we there was those little structural changes in six A, but this kind of structural change might have shaken things up a little bit overall. But overall, as a whole, um, Houston Houston got a pretty good win there. Okay, I'll give you this winner. We'll get Houston. Get, Houston had a pretty good win in terms of Region Two. Most definitely, um, Austin area. All of Austin moved, moved shifted to 
Region 4. There's no Central Texas district, with the exception of District 12. That's kind of a clean area. They haven't traditionally been Region 2, but overall, Austin area has been shifted to Region 4 with like, you know, all the Round Rock ISD, all that general, all those teams been moved to Region 4. So, the toughest districts on, on paper, of course, in 6A. The third toughest district will be 5-6-A. 5-6-A features teams like Allen, Braswell, Denton Geyer, McKinney, Prosper. Five deep district, potentially six six deep with the up-and-coming addition of, of Little Elm also. And then there's McKinney Boyd also in that, also in that district also. 5-6-A might be one of the deepest districts in Region 1. If you take a look at it on paper, the, 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 the talent that Allen produces, the current players that Geyer returns, and also what Browser will turn, what Prosper can do. Now, they had a pretty good year. They had a pretty good year, probably one of the better teams. To, I believe they yeah, one of the better teams. I think they made postseason off the top of my head. I don't remember, but one of, they were one of the better teams, you know, in that in that playoff mix in nine six a last year. McKinney with what they did went to going advancing to state. This is probably one of the deeper districts in Region One where take a look at it and say, okay, this this district has potential to produce some produce a team that can go to at least a regional tournament. That's a good favorable path for District 5 to go to there. You know, people will say, well, my Allen, well, Allen has the numbers. Well, true, but this is not football sometimes, you know. It's not how basketball works there. But keep an eye out for Browswell and Geyer and, and, their, and their positioning battles for next season. That's going to be a fun, a fun district to watch for sure moving forward. Moving forward there. And also... McKinney High, what they did this past season, advancing to state as well. So it happens when you're healthy, when you're playing good basketball at the right time. That's how. What's kind of. That's what. That's what runs. Runs can do for you, and, that, and that's what happened to McKinney last year. Definitely a really good magical run they had last year, and hoping they're hoping to to repeat that run once again. The second toughest district, and we go to Houston for this one. It is 21-6A as a whole. 21-6A have North Shore, Estascasita, Summer Creek, Humble High. Kingwood was also did not have a have pretty good have had a, was no slouch either. Westbrook that was in that playoff was in the playoff race in their previous district last year, and then of course a North Shore team up and coming, lots of good talents and keeping out for them within the next season or two. They're gonna have they're gonna have some pretty good pretty good experienced players. Who are they have? They currently have some young ones, but hope um, as the season as the summer goes, and and hopefully we might see a little bit of summer ball, not too much summer ball, but hopefully a little bit of summer ball where you probably see players improve on our game and definitely keep an eye out for this district. I think this is a sleeper district where people don't really pay much attention to. Here, Estascasita, we saw what they did last year. Summer Creek, they're gonna lose a little bit of size in the post, and but overall, keep an eye out for what they can do. I still think they have some depth that they can 
they can most certainly have moving forward after replacing USC signee Malaya Johnson. Westbrook and what they did under a new leadership last year. Now, how can they how can they build off that pretty good solid season that they had last year? And then of course Humble. They were kind of, they were kind of throwing monkey in the wrenches really in in that big old Pasadena ISD district last year. They were, they were making some noise of themselves too as they defeated Atascacita really and they found themselves in the playoff race also in that one. And then Kingwood, you know, they were in a they were in a tough district last year and they kind of really added depth in a really good district. And I think they can do the same thing uh, this year as well. They don't they don't post they don't really have they don't have down years. It's been more of positive it's been it's been a lot of positive influence in at Kingwood, and I still think they still have that as well. But overall, tough district, top from top to bottom, really tough district, and really competitive too. It'll be interesting to see how they how that title race will happen. Of course, going down into the final final regular season day game of the season in that sense. And then finally, we go to. Metroplex for the toughest district in the states, 11-6A. Look, you have Cedar Hill, who's been ranked inside the top 10 most last year. DeSoto, and what they bring back, the talent they bring. Duncanville, we all know what they did. We know, we know their name. And then, of course, you add in depth, like our Lake Ridge team. Mansfield had a pretty good pretty good ending of the season last year. And I think they can build off of that this coming this, this coming year as well. Then you bring in two schools from the south, Midway and Waco High. And then also a Waxahachie team who's been traditionally strong well, for the couple of years. They had a little bit of a transition year last year. And now definitely we might see a little bit more improvement for them this year as well. Again, again we kind of we, we feel for Waco High and these kind of instances really to where, you know, they look at the draws not really for them you know lots and lots of tough teams in this district it's a re realistically a five six team deep district where you have DeSoto, Duncanville, Cedar Hill, Midway, Waxahachie and then potentially the battle between Make Lake Ridge and Mansfield High that's gonna really intrigue yeah lots of lots of um head nines in the Metroplex and of course in the states as a whole, I mean, the bright side is for for folks out west. They are, this district is a region two, so where we used to keep on seeing the Cedar Hills, Duncanville's in region one. Now that this is region two, that kind of opens the doors for a little bit for the for the western portions of the metroplex, as we meant, and a little bit and also Denton ISD as well. So definitely, that's definitely going to be some interesting. Some interesting playoff paths moving forward for teams out in the West as well. But keeping out for this district, I, this is probably going to come down to a split in 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 the regular season. You might see some coin flips happening on the on, on district certification. You're going to see you're going to see some tough games, tough tough knit and grit games, and definitely. Lots of lots of headlines from from this district moving forward, but 
one of the toughest districts in the states from from top to bottom is 116A and no doubt about it you know they're paired with the central texas district which has been trying to break through the downside is they're going to get a tough draw on the by district round as well so unfortunately um for some schools um that kind of really panned out to be a very very um unfortunate draw when it comes to the playoff path and and the way things shape out in terms of district races as well so lots of lots of intrigue in those in these three districts ever as we as we start our realignment series here so definitely we're gonna, this is gonna be a, a daily thing to where we're gonna take a look at realignment stuff as well and also a little bit of coaching news across the state as we are fully into silly season overall that is a realignment for you in a nutshell and for six eight in terms of winners and losers expect this to be a daily thing to where we're going to take a look at the at the toughest districts as a whole for top three across the state in class 6a but overall lots of lots of fun district races to keep an eye on and some tough and some tough districts and, and fun district races you should probably keep have your attention to as we as we as we continue this realignment series and also we're gonna we're gonna talk about some coaching changes too as they happen as well across the state so definitely lots of fun content to keep along with you as the off season comes strolling along of course and as we get stuff going as well so we appreciate you guys tuning in on a new and improved edition of full court press here on txhsdub.com i'm nick alvarado the host and owner and we hope to see you guys at a court near you we will see you guys tomorrow